And another practical part of letting go is that when you let go, your mind quiets. You get, you have more ability to focus, to concentrate, to, to follow through, to get out of your own way. And so that's why letting go works. And again, you don't need to take either one of our word for it. Welcome to another episode of Success Through Failure. This is your host, Jim Harshaw Jr., and today I bring you Hale Dwoskin. I've had hundreds of amazing guests on the show, Olympic gold medalists, astronauts, New York Times bestselling authors, Navy SEALs, and they've shared everything from success hacks to action items that you can do to get results immediately. If you're like me, you love this kind of stuff, and if you're like me, you're busy and you just want to get the cliff notes, well, you can get exactly that in the action plans from your favorite guests like Spartan Race founder Joe DeSena or author of Getting Things Done, David Allen, or all-around superhuman Tim Ferriss, gosh, John Gordon, Russell Brunson, Rich Roll, the list goes on. Well, I've put all of this in one place because you're busy and you want to get what you need quickly so you can move on with your day. Here's what I want you to do. Go to jimharshawjr.com slash action to get instant access to everything. That's jimharshawjr.com slash action. Now for today's guest. Hale is the author of the New York Times bestselling book, The Sedona Method, and the co-author of another book titled Happiness is Free and It's Easier Than You Think. He is also a featured teacher in the book and the movie called The Secret. If you haven't watched The Secret, I really love this movie. It's 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 a little bit out there as far as some people think, but it's really dialed into how you create the life that you want and how you can find the success that you want. In this episode today, we talk about the Sedona method. Now, this is something that I didn't know about when I was wrestling, and I didn't know about this when I was building my business, but it's something that I've realized looking back that I've used. I've actually done this on myself, and it's worked. It's helped me let go of my fears, let go of my failures, let go of the striving for something so you can actually show up and be yourself, be fully yourself. You know how when you were in elementary school, your teachers always told you and your parents always told you, just be you. You know how people tell you, uh, just believe in yourself. And you never really knew how to do those things. Well, the Sedona method helps you do that. And we actually do the Sedona method in this episode. He actually does it. And you can actually sit there, listen to it, and follow through in doing the Sedona method and get your own results. So stay tuned for that. This is an absolutely incredible interview, just a conversation that you may need to listen to a second time. And I promise you the Sedona method itself, you're going to have to do it multiple times. It takes like just seconds. I mean, less than a minute maybe, but it is so incredibly powerful I hope you get as much out of this as I did in actually conducting the interview. So here we go, the interview with Hale Dwoskin. What is the Sedona Method and what does it do? Well, it, the Sedona Method is a very powerful yet extremely naturally simple technique that shows you how to let go of whatever is holding you back from having, being, and doing whatever you want in life. And it is also a tool that shows you how to let go of the stress, the tension, the anxiety, the self-doubt, and all the inner obstacles that prevent us from, have, from doing what we know we should be doing. And as you tap 
this natural ability to let go, which we all have, you find that your life transforms radically and and success and happiness and ease and more money, great relationships, and even more radiant health comes naturally. So that's basically what it is. And for the listener, we'll get, we're actually going to go through the Sedona method and you're going to get a chance to actually experience it. But, you know, Hale, everything you've just said, it sounds a little too good to be true. You know, uh, I'm glad you said that. The That has been one of our, we've been doing this work since 1976 and, or actually 73. I've been doing it since 1976, but, uh, that's always been our biggest challenge. The, the Sedona method, because it works at our ver- the very core level of what is holding us back on any level in life, it sounds too good to be true. And generally, when things sound too good to be true, they're not true. And this is, this is an exception. Because if you think about it, the things that you're wanting to achieve in life are either very clear to you or they're becoming clear or you know how to get clear about it. But if, if you're really honest with yourself, you'll start to recognize that really the only obstacle is not what's going on in life because there's always ways to deal with what's going on in the world. If you're creative, if you're persistent, if you do your best, you can always find a way to put it all together. But the main inner obstacle is our own inner belief about what's possible and what's true. It's our own inner sense of not being capable enough. And it's also all the failures that we're holding on to the past, from the past and thinking because we failed in that way before, that we need to keep failing in that way. Now, obviously there's nothing wrong with failing in the past unless we're resisting it. But as you know, because it's been your living experience, if you embrace failure, you learn from each one. And eventually you get to the point where you've learned enough so you don't fail in that particular way again. But the main reason we don't learn enough is because we don't let go. If we're holding on and trying to do the same thing over and over go over and over again, expecting a different result, it doesn't work. In fact, Einstein said, if you try to solve a problem at the same level you created it, you don't succeed. Now, I may have paraphrased that a little bit, but that's the gist of it. But most of us are beating our head against the wall. This didn't work last time, but I know if I if I get a running start before I run into this wall, it the wall is somehow going to magically disappear. But that's not our living experience. Yet we've all had this experience. We 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 got to a point where we just relaxed about it. We just stopped pushing so hard, or somehow we even maybe even gave up on the goal. But we but we tried just one more time just to see what would happen. Now, I'm not talking about giving up, but sometimes we say that to ourselves. But when we really let go, then we can find a way that we didn't see before. 
we see it with new eyes. We feel into it with a greater sense of possibility, a greater sense of capability, a greater sense of everything is possible. And so the Sedona method facilitates that piece very dramatically. And if you want to be successful, everyone now understands that your attitude is one of the most critical uh, parts. How you think, how you feel, how you respond to the challenges, all that is a function of what's going on inside of you. And that's something you actually have control over. Like we're all adapting to a pandemic right now. Hopefully we're getting near the end of it. However, and we can't change that, but we can change how we relate to it. We can let it run over us or we can abandon some of our goals because we don't believe they're possible anymore, or we can let go and find a new way to approach it. We've also all experienced that some relationships really are harmonious and some aren't. And we can't, even though we sometimes like to, we can't always blame it on the other person. Because if we really look, our, our relationships that are the most satisfying, and I'm not just talking about romantic ones, even business relationships, is where we feel comfortable within our own skin, where we sh we're genuinely uh, coming from our own authentic nature. And in romantic relationships where we're f we feel free to love without restriction. And again, all that's a function of our ability to let go of it, whatever is inside of ourselves that's stopping that. And then lastly, with health, well, it's not lastly, I could go on and on about how this relates, but uh, as uh, when it refers to health, there's now universal agreement. When we, when we first started doing this work in the 70s, we had to try to convince people that their attitude and how they felt and their stress was affecting their health. But now, one of the first questions your doctor will ask you if you're, if you're having some sort of illness, no matter what it is, is how's your stress level? What, what's going on in your life? They used to ignore that completely. But stress, it doesn't really help with success. Stress actually gets in the way. Uh, motivation helps with success. Uh, being passionate helps with success. But... But people confuse stress with feeling empowered and impassioned about what you want to accomplish. So when you let go of the stress component, when you let go of the inner contraction, then your body has the potential to heal itself or to not get sick to begin with. And plus, as you let go, you're just simply happier, more at ease, more relaxed, more comfortable within your own skin. And if you bring happiness to business, you're much more likely to be successful. If you bring happiness to relationships, you have something to contribute. If you bring happiness to whatever physical issues you're dealing with or, to, or as a prevention method, uh, method for, for creating future physical problems, then your health benefits. So that's why 
just letting go is so universally applicable that it's that it, without hearing that explanation, it can seem hard to accept. And for the listener, the reason that I had Hale on the show is because I lived and experienced this in my life before. And I didn't know it was called the Sedona method. I didn't really have a concept of what I was experiencing, but it was it was this. I had gone through my wrestling career wanting, wanting so badly an outcome. And I failed. I failed in high school to achieve it. And I failed in college to achieve it. And going into my senior year, you know, after four years, three years of college wrestling plus a red shirt year, so four years really, going into my fifth and final season. I was in graduate school that year and I had one last shot. I had spent the entire off season trying to figure out what is wrong with me? Like, why can't I achieve this thing that I'm trying to achieve? Becoming an All-American with the ultimate goal of being a national champion. And I thought, you know, do I have to run more or lift more weights or maybe watch more film or, or work on certain techniques or get my legs stronger or, or whatever it was? I couldn't figure out what it was. And I remember going the entire off season searching and searching and searching for the answer. I traveled to the Olympic Training Center and trained with the best in the world. I, I traveled all over the East Coast, you know, as a, as a camp counselor at summer wrestling camps, just so I could be around the sport and be around these great coaches that they brought in, searching for this answer. And it was the night before the very first competition, my senior year, and it hit me. I was laying there in the hotel room, and it hit me. I never figured it out. So at that moment, I gave up and I let go. I let go. So I, I say gave up, which is not necessarily true because I still had the ultimate goal in mind. You kind of start with the end in mind, but I let go. And I said, whatever happens, happens. If I can allow myself to be fully, completely, 100% myself, and I let go of failure, let go of fear, let go of wanting, and just allow myself to be, then I'll, I'll be okay with whatever the outcome is. And the next day I woke up and I, I, I won five straight matches, won the championship that day, and I went on to have more fun than I'd ever had in my 17-year career as a wrestler. And wrestling is not a fun sport. It's satisfying. It's fulfilling. It's not fun. It's hard. But I got to the end and I ended up on the podium in front of 15,000 people at the national championships and I reached this goal by letting go. So this is real stuff for the listener. I want to tell you, like I've lived it. Now I understand the process that goes behind it. Um, this is the Sedona method. So Hale, where did you learn of this? What did you, and, and again, for the listener, we're going to get to the specifics of it, but Hale, where did you learn this? Well, I, I learned it because I met a man named Lester Levinson who was a physicist and an engineer and very successful. He was actually living in an apartment. Back in 1952, he was living in an apartment overlooking Central Park South. And even then, that was a real accomplishment. Uh, and he had several successful businesses. He had studied physics. He'd studied engineering. He'd studied psychology. Yet he was a physical and emotional basket case, and the doctor sent him home from a second coronary and gave him just a few weeks to live. But instead of giving up, he decided to go back to the lab within himself. And he discovered this profound and powerful way of letting go 
and he used it intensively on himself. And over a three-month period, he went from a physical and emotional basket case into a state of profound peace, which he lived in another 42 years after the doctors just gave him weeks to live, and his body corrected. And so he had a turnaround just like you did, and he dedicated the rest of his life to help share what he had discovered with other people. And by the early 70s, it had been concretized into a system, a do-it-yourself system, of letting go. And then I met Lester at a seminar that I helped organize from another uh, seminar leader for another seminar leader. And I didn't even notice him in the seminar. But I went out to lunch with him, the other organizer, and the seminar leader. And sitting with just the four of us over lunch, I knew there was something different about him. The sense of self-assuredness, yet profound ease and peace and certainty and just an inner sense of happiness and joy was so palpable coming off of him that I decided right then and there I had to do whatever uh, he was doing. And the next weekend I was on the course, he didn't even teach it. Uh, He had someone he had trained to teach it. And before the course was even over, I had this intuitive hit oh, this is what I came here to do. I was age 22. I'm now 66. This is still what I do. Now, I I didn't, it wasn't a full-time thing right away. It was only 22. I needed to to practice it in my own life. I had to uh, uh, discover I could be successful using it myself. I had a couple of successful businesses and I solved a lot of issues for myself. And uh, then in the early 80s, I I was asked to become a Sedona Method workshop leader and then a Sedona Method teacher. And then in the early 90s, Lester decided to pass all the copyrights to me and asked me to continue his work. So that's how I got involved in this. I've been using it and sharing it and helping people with it for decades. And it, what keeps me going, in addition to the, all the benefits I'm getting myself, is it's so inspiring. Your story is an inspiring story. But can you imagine your work helps you to, it helps people create their own inspiring stories from their lives. And that's what I what I do whenever I go to work. I hear about that over and over and over and over again. And we receive reports from people every day about the miraculous things that have happened in their lives. And it's no longer hard for me to accept that this is possible because I've proved it for myself and I've proved it with hundreds of thousands of other people. So it's, it's pretty amazing. And I feel very fortunate that I met Wester and, and I ended up doing this for most of my adult life. How do you reconcile the idea that by letting go, you actually get the thing that you're seeking? 
right? So, so you're, the idea is to let go, but, <laughs> but when you let go, for me and my experience, this happened in wrestling, it's also, has also happened in this business. This is why I'm standing here talking to you right now is, and in this business and getting to live my mission is because I've used this method again in my life and, and it's created this, this life that I have now. But you have to let go to get the thing. How do you, how do you reconcile that? Oh, that's, yes, it's pretty, actually pretty easy. We believe that when we don't get our goals, it's because we didn't want them enough. But the exact opposite is true. When you just want, the feeling of lack or is want. Want equals lack, lack, lack equals want. And if you want it more, it, you feel like you lack it more and vice versa. But when you let go of the wanting, what takes its place is a feeling of having, a feeling of self-confidence, a feeling of ease, a feeling of certainty, a feeling of being empowered. And if you experiment with that, it, be it becomes your living experience. And you recognize that when I let go, I'm actually more capable. And another practical part of letting go is that when you let go, your mind quiets you get you have more ability to focus to concentrate to to follow through to get out of your own way and so that's why letting go works and again you don't need to take either one of our words for it, a word for it if you experiment in your own life and you really let go you'll discover that anything is possible and i really mean that Quick interruption. Hey, if you like what you're hearing, be sure to get the notes, quotes, and links in the action plan from this episode. Just go to jimharshawjr.com slash action. That's jimharshawjr.com slash action to get your free copy of the action plan. Now back to the show. So if I wanted to let go, Let's say I wanted to be an Olympic champion wrestler because, and I, I know this is what some people are thinking out there. So I want to address this. So are you telling me that if I want to be an Olympic gold medalist, I let go and then I go sit back and eat bonbons and watch soap operas all day? No, no, not at all. If, if you, you, I'm glad you picked the example of an athlete. Every athlete knows that you practice, you practice, you practice. But when you're, when you're shooting the hoop or making the jump or running or swimming or whatever you're doing, if you're thinking about it while you're doing it, you're getting in your own way. You, you need to be fully present and in the flow of wh whatever it is you're doing, especially if it's a, actually in any sport. You're most effective when you're in the flow. And getting into the flow is is a function of your ability to let go. If you've had a bad day and then you compete, you know it's harder because it's hard to clear your mind. It's hard to stay really focused on the goal in front of you. So letting go actually produces that flow state. It makes it easier. It makes you more able to point in a direction and follow through. When we, the reason we don't follow through 
And, and, and another, uh, the reason we don't follow through is because of all the things we're holding on to inside. I'm not saying give up on the goal, just give up in, uh, of the inner opposition you have to the goal. And one of the ways this operates in your, in your life is the feeling of resistance. If you're an athlete or a business person, you wake up in the morning and you have a list of things that you want to accomplish. It may be a certain number of reps. It may be a certain number of miles. It may be a certain number of phone calls. It may be uh, completing certain projects. But if to the degree that you feel like you have to do it, you must do it, you should do it, it generates an inner feeling of resistance to doing it. And the more you feel resistant, the harder it is to accomplish. When you have days where you don't do the same, the right number of reps, or you don't make the right number of phone calls, or, or you don't push through the barriers you're having in working out, it's because you've hit a wall of resistance. And yes, of course, you can push through resistance, but that takes aware, it's a, creates a wear and tear on your body and your mind. It, it makes it less fun. But you've probably all had the experience that there are days where you get more done with a lot less effort. You, you do more reps, you run further, you lift heavier weights, and it's almost effortless. The difference then is because you've let go without realizing it and you've gotten yourself out of the way. The more you get the mind out of the way, not, not out of the way in that you can't access it when you need to, but where it's not running interference. When you're trying to solve a problem, Yes, you have to think about the problem. But if you're thinking about it at three in the morning when you're trying to sleep, that's getting in the way. And so the quieter your mind is, the easier it is for you to focus, the more you'll find that you're in the flow state in, in every part of your life. And the more you let go, the quieter your mind gets. And also you, the quality of thought changes as well. The more you let go, the, if you've watched the movie, The Secret, which I'm in, every uh, teacher in The Secret has their own form of letting go. Many of them use this one. They're, most of them are my friends, but a lot of them use this particular way of letting go because it's so direct and so powerful. But the part of the reason they do it is not just for the, the benefits in relieving stress. They know that just trying to hold in mind the positive does not work unless you're letting go of the negative. You're letting go of the past. You're letting go of your excess baggage. And so letting go is the key here. It, it's a, and it's a lot more powerful than you realize. And I've, I've even used it in sports. I, I have never been a professional athlete, but I used to be the type of person that my wife and I were members of a gym and I didn't like exercise so much that <laughs> she'd be in an aerobics class and I'd go get a massage 
<laughs> but now I, I went through a long period where I was working out. I'm not doing that right now, but I do a few miles of walking every day. I do yoga every day. I, and it's effortless. Whereas before I didn't want to do anything. I, I, I liked the, the activities in my business and I liked playing, but working out or exercising or any of those things, forget it. But now it's very much a part of my life that I enjoy. And that was from me letting go. But everyone has their own example of that. If you're an athlete, you probably are enjoy at least some parts of it. At least I hope you do. <laughs> but again, uh, imagine feeling the way you do when, when you're competing and winning every step along the process. That's what's possible. And while this isn't a podcast about sports or athletics, I love to use that analogy because it's so direct. It's so easy to see. And for, for any of the listeners still thinking, ah, this is a little far out for me. I just had a phone call a few days ago with Dr. Nate Zinzer. He's a, he's a sports psychologist by trade. He's the director of uh, the Center for Enhanced Performance at West Point. I'm going to have him coming on the podcast uh, down the road here. But the conversation was very similar. It's about getting into that flow state. It's about letting go. It's about being in the moment. Hale, what I want to ask you is, is when you let go, I, I, I want your take on this. So this is kind of my take on it. I want to hear your response to this or your thoughts. Yeah, let me hear your take first. I feel like when I let go, I almost have to grab a hold of something else. Mm -hmm. And what I tend to grab a hold of is gratitude or service or just love, mm -hmm. right? Like gratitude for being here, getting the, having the opportunity to, to work out or to, um, to have a conversation with my kids or my wife or to, to serve my next client on my next coaching call. I grab a hold of something. It's gratitude, it's love, it's service. Does that make sense? Is that something that you teach or should I not be doing that? No, no, it's nothing wrong with doing that. That totally makes sense. But you'll find that if you let go without holding on to something else first, love, gratitude, power, service, clarity, ease will come much more quickly, much more naturally, and in much more abundantly. A lot of us think that we have to be hold on to something otherwise we'll we'll be out of control but that f that fear of being out of control keeps us from letting go fully but when you let go fully you discover that there's a whole other level of mastery that you never would have dreamed of because you're trusting this inner power that's in each and every one of us and you don't even feel like you're trusting it. You don't go, oh, I have to trust the inner power. No, you, you, you trust your direct experience. If you're in a business meeting and it's going sideways and you let go, which I had happened many times, I sold commercial real estate. When you're in a business meeting and you let go and all of a sudden the whole trajectory of the meeting shifts on a dime, you pay attention to that. 
I used to sell commercial real estate in Manhattan and, and I would be in closings and, uh, in a lot of the country, real estate transactions are done in escrow. So you, there's no renegotiating the deal in the closing, but in, in New York city, when I was doing real estate, there was no escrow but two, the lawyers and the accountants got together with the principals in a room and they hashed out the final details. And then they, then they got the title company involved and it was all done in real time in the room. And so many principals would use that as an opportunity to try to ne negotiate right then and there. And as a broker caught in the middle, I was the real estate broker caught in the middle. Uh, you have to know when, when to, uh, say, no, you didn't say that, and when to be quiet. And so I would sit there and keep letting go so I could stay calm and know when I needed to jump in and know when I needed to be quiet. And I was able to sell, save multi-million dollar deals by standing up to people who had many multiples of my income by saying, no, that's not what we agreed to. This is what we agreed to. And they would go, oh, well, yeah, you're right. Okay. <laughs> so, so what happens is when you let go, you, you can stick up for what's right. You can, you can hold firm to what's true. And also if you do any kind of sales, which I did in, when I was much younger, there's of course going to be uh, f failures, many more failures than successes. If you hold on to the failures, you're not going to want to get on the phone again. The, you, you, you start many more deals than you complete as a real estate broker. And if you let that get you down, you, you're not successful. I, I started selling commercial real estate in, I mean, residential real estate in Manhattan during a downturn in the 80s. And everyone in my office was just sitting around moping around their desk because they said, oh, it's a downturn. It's, why do anything? I'll, I'll, I'll do this appointment, but you know, it's a terrible market. It's, it's not going to work. So I just didn't buy into that. I just kept letting go. And within six weeks of being new to selling co-ops and condominiums, I had seven deals in escrow, all of which closed or they weren't in escrow because they didn't have escrow. In, but seven deals, uh, I made seven deals in six weeks in a down market. So that's what happens when you let go. When you really let go, it's, even if you don't know what you're letting go, what's, what's going to be next, when you really let go, there's so much power that, that you can discover within yourself to succeed. Now, for the listener who's been wanting to know what the Sedona Method is and actually go through it together here on the podcast, they've been wanting it this whole episode. Now they finally learned how to let it go. We're going to give it to them now. <laughs> good, good. So, so let's can we can we go through it, please? Yes, yes, absolutely. So, for the I want to just do a very quick analogy first, so everyone can get a sense of what I mean by letting go, because it's very simple, but this simplicity of this often really helps. So pick up an object, a pen, a pencil, a paperclip, uh, something you could drop to your desk or the floor where, and not worry about it. So for the sake of this analogy, this pen or this pencil or whatever you're holding on to, whatever you have in your hand, represents 
your stress, your tension, your doubt, or anything that seems to be holding you back from succeeding. And your hand represents your gut or your awareness. Now grip the object really tightly with your hand. Now, if you did this long enough, it would start to get really uncomfortable, but also start to feel really familiar. Because this is what we're doing all the time with our emotions without realizing it. Especially the ones that hurt or the ones that seem to be limiting you. So now open your hand and roll the object around in your hand. Now, is this object attached to your hand? Obviously not. But if you think about it, we often feel like we are our limitations. We don't say, I've not succeeded. We say, I'm a failure. When we're angry, we don't say, I, we don't even say, I feel angry. We usually say, I'm angry. We identify with it so much that we lose sight of the fact that we're the one holding on to it. Now, close your hand lightly around the object, turn your hand upside down, and then just let go. That's how easy it can be to let go of anything that's been holding you back. It's just a decision, just a choice. So why don't we focus on resistance? Because no matter where you are in life, whether you're a business person, an athlete, or just a person in life who would just like to feel more comfortable, that feeling of resistance is like moving forward with the brakes on. That feeling of resistance is, is really a strong feeling of being, um, of like you're, you're pushing and pulling against yourself. And it causes us to get in our own way. So think of some place in your life where you're feeling resistance. And then I'll take us through the process of letting it go. So allow yourself to think of, and it could be as simple as the, how this pandemic has been going on forever. Most people have a lot of resistance to that. And by the way, pandemic exhaustion is not really that at all. We feel exhausted when we resist. The more we resist, the more tired we feel, the more we give up, the more we don't want to follow instructions, even if we believe the instructions are correct. So Think of some situation in your life that you've been resisting. And a hint, anytime you feel like you have to do something, you must do something, you should do something, or, or the opposite, where you feel like you shouldn't do something, you better not do it, that causes that feeling of resistance. So see if you can feel it a little, or just be open to the possibility that that might be why you're running into a little bit of trouble. And then in this moment, could you just be present with that feeling of resistance? Could you just let it be here? Welcome it as best you can. And then as best you can, just for now, could you let that feeling go? Just could you? Would you? When? Now, if you if you followed along more with your heart as opposed to your head, you probably already felt something shift. And those questions are incredibly simple, and they're just a very small part of what the Sedona Method is all about. Yet, that experience that you had in letting go is something that once you get good at, you can do it in the middle of a business meeting like I described. You can do it in the middle of a conversation. You can do it uh, whenever, you're, uh, whenever you feel limited or resistant.
or sad or angry or or like feel like giving up or you can't go further. That's just a feeling. So let's focus on it one more time so you can get a little more sense of it. Think of that same thing or anything else where there's some feeling that's been holding you back. It doesn't matter what it is. And could you just be present with the feeling? Allow the feeling. Notice it. And then as best you can, just for now, could you let it go? Just could you? Would you? When? Notice how you feel. Even though those questions are really simple. If you, if you did it with an open mind and heart, you're probably already noticing a shift. And we just did it twice. Imagine if you could let go even more deeply and more powerfully anytime, anywhere. And that's what you learn to do as you do the various processes that we teach as part of the Sedona Method. For the listener, it's so simple. And the first time that I heard Hale do that, I, I didn't really notice anything because I was listening with my head, not my heart, as, as Hale said. And then the second time, I felt it a little bit. And then the third time, I was like, oh, now I'm getting it. So it does take a couple of practices before you actually, because the first time you're kind of trying to hear, oh, okay, this is the process. And you're trying to understand what it is. And then you once you do, you can actually internalize it and experience it. So Hale, that is amazing. It's simple. Anybody can do this. I encourage you to try this uh, after you pause or stop the recording of this episode. Hale, can you share with the listeners where they can find you, follow you, uh, what you're working on now, et cetera, where they can learn more? Sure. If you want to know more about this process, just go to our website, which is Sedona.com. So we also have a page called uh, Sedona.com forward slash success through failure. Uh, so we have a lot of free offers there, but we also describe our programs and how you can benefit from them. And then there's also, we have a YouTube channel, the Sedona Method YouTube channel, which has a couple of hundred helpful videos. And we have our Facebook page that has, that we have the Sedona Method Facebook page. We have quotes from me and my mentor, Lester Webinson, who I mentioned earlier, new ones every day and videos. And then I now also am doing a podcast where I'm starting out by interviewing the teachers in The Greatest Secret and in The Secret, the original book and movie phenomenon, The Secret. And since many of them are my friends, it's not been a problem getting them to have a discussion with me. And so we're sharing all sorts of very powerful tips and tools and helpful things for you to learn. And you can find out about that by just going to, uh, just searching under Letting Go and the Greatest Secret podcast. Again, that's Letting Go and the Greatest Secret Podcast. It's on it's on Apple Podcasts and all the other major platforms. And for the listeners, of course, as always, I'll have all of those links in the action plan. Go to jimharshawjr.com slash action to get your copy of the action plan, all of the notes and quotes and all the best stuff from this episode. Of course, you can go to sedona.com as well to find out everything about Hale and the videos and the books and the podcasts, all that good stuff in the courses as well. Hale, thank you so much for making time to come on the show. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. It was fun. Thank you. 
I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you got value out of this episode, I ask if you could do one of two things. Number one, most importantly, share it. Could you share it with one other person or on one social media platform? You can go to jimharshawjr.com slash share, and there's a couple of buttons there. It makes it really easy to share it on social media. Or number two, you could leave me a rating and review on iTunes. This helps other people find the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for listening. If you want to apply these principles into your life, let's talk. You can see the limited spaces that are open on my calendar at jimharshawjr.com slash apply, where you can sign up for a free one-time coaching call directly with me. And don't forget to grab your action plan. Just go to jimharshawjr.com slash action. And lastly, iTunes tends to suggest podcasts with more ratings and reviews more often. You would totally make my day if you give me a rating and review. Those go a long way in helping me grow the podcast audience. Just open up your podcast app. If you have an iPhone, do a search for success through failure, select it, and then scroll the whole way to the bottom where you can leave the podcast a rating and a review. Now, I hope this isn't just another podcast episode for you. I hope you take action on what you learned here today. Good luck and thanks for listening.